Hi, Star Wars friends. I'm Ryan Walker, and today's podcast is the final episode in which I will be discussing plot details from The Rise of Skywalker. And so, one last time, if you've somehow managed to make it to January 10th spoiler-free and wish to remain that way for whatever reason, now would be a good time to skip to the next episode in your playlist. For those of you sticking around, though, thanks for downloading episode 32 of Jump to Lightspeed. So far this week, I've shared with you my thoughts about three of the four big story beats in The Rise of Skywalker. On Monday, I talked about Palpatine's return, Tuesday was all about Rey Palpatine, and yesterday we talked about Palpatine versus Palpatine. Today, I'm going to talk about the fourth main story beat, and I saved it for last because, first of all, it doesn't involve a Palpatine directly, and second, because... In my humble opinion, I I think it was the most successfully presented of the four, and that is the redemption of Ben Solo. Now, going into the movie, I had a list of things I was hoping would not be in the movie. And, of course, pretty much everything on that list actually happened in the movie. At the very top of that list was what Twitter calls Bendemption, which I always thought should be called Rendemption, but that's that's a topic for another podcast. Um, I had told myself that the only thing that The Rise of Skywalker could do to totally sour me on the sequel trilogy would be to turn Kylo Ren back to the light. Ignoring the fact that the saga already had one trilogy of movies that was a redemption story, The first two movies of this trilogy had been spent establishing Ren as evil, as unstable, as as a villain who actively tries to make the worst possible decisions in order to push himself further and further from the light. Turning him back to the light in a single movie seemed like an impossible task, and I couldn't predict anything that they could do on screen to make it believable. And yet, this was maybe the one part of the movie where I felt the execution truly lived up to the concept. The way that they brought Ben back to the light absolutely won me over. And this was despite the fact that the impact of Leia reaching out and using every last ounce of her life force to break through the darkness during Kylo and Rey's Death Star duel, it didn't land as solidly as it probably could have had Carrie Fisher been alive for the filming. But it's the impact of that act the, the visual of Kylo on the wreckage, surrounded by a chaotic ocean, the muting of his sound as he draws inward and is surrounded by silence, and the reveal of Harrison Ford standing behind, reaching out to him through Ben's memories. At the showing we were at, this was the one moment where a reveal drew audible gasps from the entire audience. Their conversation echoed their chat on the bridge at Starkiller. Instead of being surrounded by darkness, though, they were surrounded by light. Muted light, to be sure, but the light was there. I know what I have to do, but don't know if I have the strength to do it. It was a powerful punch to the gut, because we all remember what happened the last time we heard those words. He offers Han the lightsaber, and the memory of his father gives him permission to throw it away. Ben gives himself permission to throw it away. Leia's efforts afforded Ben the knowledge that the light was still there for him if he would accept it, and the opportunity to forgive himself for his past actions. 
So he joins Rey on Exegol, buys her some time by taking out the Knights of Ren, and has his redemption moment after the battle by sacrificing his life to save hers. All of this was executed brilliantly. Now, there is a lot of online chatter about how Ben should probably have lived, had a happily ever after, perhaps even with Rey, but, I mean, look, there was never going to be a happily ever after for Ben. The happiest ever after that Ben could have reasonably hoped for would be not being executed for the war crimes he committed when he was leader of the, of the First Order. He forgave himself, true, and yes, he did help to defeat the Emperor on Exegol, but he was alone there. There's literally nobody else in the galaxy who would know what he did there or believe him even if he told them. Sacrificing his life in order to bring back Rey, maybe the only person who ever believed in him at his evilest, was pretty much the only logical conclusion to to his story. Much as sacrifice was the only logical conclusion for Vader's story. Of course, if it turns out that all of the Sith are living in Rey, like I posited yesterday, um, then we're right back where we started from, aren't we? And that, my friends, will draw to a close my week of ruminations about the rise of Skywalker. I hope you enjoyed listening, and that I gave you at least a little something to think about. If so, I'd love to hear some feedback. You can send me an email at jumptolightspeedpod at gmail.com, or send me a tweet at jumptolightspeed. If you've listened to some or all of my past episodes, and you have a few minutes, please consider dropping a review into Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever it is that you're downloading me from. This podcast currently has two five-star reviews on Apple, and I'm super appreciative of that. And, as always, you can help this podcast grow by clicking share or retweet wherever you happen to find it on social media. Next week, I'll be sharing my views on Season 1 of The Mandalorian, so until then, thanks for listening, have a safe weekend, and may the Force be with you.